Welcome to episode 10 of the Momster Squad, where us real down-to-earth and sometimes raunchy moms talk about our lives. So get ready to reach into your inner momster and take this journey with us. Hey guys, so as you know, episode 10, which divisible by five, we read mom stories that have been emailed to us. For those of you who haven't listened previously, every fifth episode... We're going to read mom stories that have been emailed in. You'll get more information on that at the end of the episode if you're interested in doing so. Abby, Jennifer, and myself will each read two stories every fifth episode. Picked at random by Abby. So she's the only one that's not random, I suppose. Jennifer and I are reading these for the first time. So our reactions are genuine. And we are now going to start with Jennifer reading the first mom story of episode 10. All right. So this story is from Samantha from North Carolina. In my early 20s, I worked at a daycare. One of the two-year-olds started randomly approaching myself and the other staff and would simply say, baby ghost. This occurred every other day for a week or two. One day, when his mom came to pick him up, I told her what he was saying and asked if this was from a TV show or book at home. The mom said no, but he had been saying it at home, too. She thought it was from something at daycare. We were both slightly freaked out. A few weeks later, the mom learned she was pregnant. Could have been a coincidence. But I can't help but wonder if he predicted the pregnancy or was the baby contacting their brother. Goosebumps on goosebumps. Yeah, that's crazy. Baby ghost. That right there should have had emphasis when you read it because that made my hair stand up. Right. And now now the kid predicts the pregnancy. Possibly. Possibly. I believe that can be true. Um, Also, another... Did she have a miscarriage at some point? And oh, rainbow this is a rainbow baby, baby and mm-hmm. the rain the baby that she miscarried is communicating with what would have been more info. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's kind of personal though. No, right, mom, exactly. It takes yeah, a lot of courage to get through that. Um, a lot of courage, a lot of strength, mm-hmm. serenity, uh, let alone Give and out that information actually, to random strangers. Um, August 22nd was Rainbow Baby Day. and I saw that on... Yeah, I saw that too. I didn't metal. post, but Mikey's a rainbow baby. <laughs> Jacqueline is a rainbow baby. Brayden's a baby. Brayden ain't her twin. <laughs> <laughs> and she will tell you. Baby goes. <laughs> anyway, that is um, a very... I like the spookier type supernatural stories me too um again my friend brie and her best friend pertina they own low country magic in georgetown what up free advertisement um i would love to possibly have brie and or pertina on as a guest at some point whether it be colin or in person yeah um because i feel like they have the ability to read into that a little bit more and brie's husband stevie has his own gig, which is Fear Not Paranormal, where they actually go out and with those, what are they, EVPs? Am I saying that correctly? Uh, the go, the, I know what you're talking, I know what about. You're talking about. I can't think of what it is. It's e- 
EVPs? That's what I just said. No, I think that's right. But I, you know, so anyway, there's there's two uh, shout outs to some local people here in the South. Um, if you're interested in getting Reiki or, or charging stones or having questions, I'm not saying that these people are psychic, but they, they dwell in the supernatural and I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, and this baby ghost story for sure yeah. is fascinating. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. So now we'll move on to our next story. That will be Becky reading that for you all. And I would like to tell you, uh, per Abby, who is the only one that has read this thus far, has let us know that this is a trigger warning for those of you that may have been through sexual assault and it brings up bad things for you. You might want to turn down the next 10, 15 minutes of our podcast. <clears throat> that being said, <coughs> excuse me, the story goes as follows. Well, my birth mother gave my body up from my young age of a baby to four years old for drugs. I was sexually abused for years. I was put in the foster care system near five years old. Oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah. My first foster mom in quotations, had way too many kids in the home, and I was physically abused when I tripped the alarm to use the bathroom. Who has the alarm to use their bathroom? Yeah, I don't know. That That's crazy. Psycho shit right there. Um, or if I wet the bed in fear of tripping the alarm. So, double-edged sword right there. Mm -hmm. Two of my foster brothers beat me, and she did nothing. I was also sexually abused by a grandparent. My first adopted adoptive mother had a biological daughter who could do no wrong, even if she did it right in front of everyone. I was punished for any of the biological daughter's actions. The quote unquote father had multiple parties every weekend. He's a police officer and would shove beer down my throat. Well, um, I back the blue 100 percent, but, you know, it boils down He's to the fact yeah, it, yeah, it's it, individual thing. Right, it boils down to individuality. I, you know, just like, I, again, I'm going to use your dogs as an example with pit bulls. Oh. Them getting a bad rap because <laughs> of the name of pit bulls. We may or may not be drinking. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, you know, I, again, you can't classify white, black, cop, Fireman, it, yeah, it depends. It's individuality mm -hmm. as to what makes you who you are, who you are, and if you take advantage of your profession. Anyway, back to the letter as written. I was adopted at six. <clears throat> they then abandoned me at a hospital at twelve years old after years of abuse and military military style routines. I was taken in my fourth family at almost 13 years old. Can you guys imagine? No, I can't. I can't even imagine being dropped off somewhere at 12 years old and, like, abandoned. I, right? I, I mean, it was one thing if we wanted to try and sneak out to the quote-unquote movies at 13, but you drop me off and leave me, I'm going to be crying in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, maybe about a couple hours. But anyway, again, back to the story. I can't, I can't imagine this poor woman... Um, I was adopted the next year. This adoptive, 
quote unquote mom was a habitual liar and she was never able to have kids, was married before, was in the foster system, was extremely against any contact with my biological siblings. She put me on what I call the seven year diet. I was a, what? I want to know what the seven year diet is. Well, hopefully we're going to find out. Yeah. I I was a small 80 pounds when I was 12. I was 95 pounds when I turned 21. For seven days a week, I had exact serving measurements for breakfast of a bowl of plain Cheerios and a banana. Lunch was just a peanut butter sandwich, plain bag of Lay's chips, and a banana dinner was whatever everyone else so the dinner was, was whatever, having was whatever everybody else was having. Oh, I read that wrong. A plain yeah. bag of lays and a banana. Dinner was what everyone else was having, but no seconds and no dessert. Totally screwed that up on you. I'm sorry. You're fine. <clears throat> um, so if you had waited a minute, you just found out what the seven day diet was. <laughs> Didn't you say seven year? Or yes, that. Which then she went on to say seven days a week for seven years. I, 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 again, how much can one person endure? Um, I was allowed water to drink. That was the end of the uh, seven-year diet. At the age of 16, I tried to apply for a job. I got the application, filled it out with my, with what I knew. I wasn't allowed to have my social security number, but was never taken to turn it in, the application that is. I instead was forced to work unpaid at my quote-unquote dad's insurance agency. When I turned 18, I lost my V card to a guy I didn't even know. For those of you that might not be a little with it, a V card means her virginity. Uh, Where did I just leave off? I got struck by virginity. I didn't... Okay, so um, lost my V-card to a guy I didn't even know. We met online, and I didn't know of the dangers. My parents didn't find out till six months later because I was on the phone with another guy trying to get into the dating field. They were mad and upset that I had a boyfriend. Remind you, I was 18. I got depressed for two weeks right after that because I felt like I was never going to be able to leave. They tried to get the old me back with bribes. By the way, I'd been on psych meds since I was six. Oh, my Atlanta. I was on my way more now and easily brainwashed a zombie and okay with anything as long as I wasn't going to get beaten. I said, the way you can have me back is by letting me be a surrogate for you. The quote unquote father would be the father and I would be the biological mom. They would adopt before the baby was born. It was not a sexual abuse situation. I was in a different room while they collected his part of the then, quote unquote, mom would AI. Artificial. Artificial insemination. I did actually get pregnant, but had a chemical pregnancy. After, quote unquote, dad wasn't able to perform anymore, quote unquote, mom set me up with random guys at hotels. Well, she decided she was going to have some fun on the side in another hotel room. Quote, unquote, dad didn't know until three years later when I told him over the phone. My phone that, quote, unquote, mom decided to toss across the driveway after snatching it from me and breaking the screen. 
I gave her my phone then was told, I gave her my phone then was told to go downstairs. <clears throat> she then proceeded to drag me upstairs from my basement room by my hair up concrete steps out the door and beat me on concrete steps. I had two little siblings in the home who witnessed this. They are not hers and she still has them. Wow. I was able to get her attention and tell her that if given the chance, I can call him and tell him I lied out of anger. Him meaning the quote unquote dad. She agreed to give me her phone as long as I didn't break it. I called him. It calmed down for a minute, but I was badgered for about an hour before fighting began again. And she called the cops. They asked if I wanted to press charges because she was the obvious abuser, even though she had a small bruise on her hand. I left a week later and went to a hospital to get my life on track and found the best man and we fell in love and are married and have two kids. Before the first one was born, we got our first apartment. This was during COVID. So this is basically leading up to the present, very relevant. Uh, We tried to get a utility bill in my name only to find out I already had passed you account for a different address, her address. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable. Um, She says, I confronted her. She said she would get it out of my name. I gave her the chance. Stupid, I know. She didn't. I found out months later. Went no contact. She tried to take my daughter. I have a lot more smaller stories, but I'm learning to break the cycle. Sorry it was so long. I've had a long 25 years. Also mentioned, if we have any questions or want to know more, she's willing, she's to, willing share. to share. Oh, because this is the one, well, we were out that one night, had messaged, and then you and I did, or you and her have had some back and forth with one another. Yeah. Okay, so that last sentence was by Abby, that she also mentioned, if we have any questions or want to know more, she is willing to share. And by the way, I did not mention, I do apologize, this is written by Rachel from Ohio. Uh, Rachel, I want to start by saying, God bless you. You have been through the ringer and back. And and I'm so sorry for what uh, you've been through. Nobody, I don't even know how you're... How you can cope. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it's stated with raising your child, I don't personally believe this, but it's... You know, old habits die hard. So, but I feel, now I wasn't abused or anything like that growing up. You know, I, I did come from a divorced family and there was some violence on my biological father's side. Um, <clears throat> nothing that was, that would warrant any, you know, thing for me to contact the cops or whatever. I might yeah. have gotten a swift kick in the ass once in a while for something that he thought I did bad, which really wasn't mm-hmm. bad, but... Like, for instance, with my mom raising me, I have learned to be a different mother because of it. Now, she raised me well. She raised me the absolute best she possibly could. But for me, I felt she was too light on me with punishments yeah. and, and structure. Well, that's the thing with parents. So, when you're growing up, you see how you were raised and it, you take some things that you've learned yeah. or you leave some things back yeah. that you don't want to take. You leave things things alone. You know, you... you Go by the guidelines, but then kind of veer yeah. off on your own based upon, well, I'm not going to do it like that because I think you did that wrong. Um, so hopefully in this case, she's not going to do it like that. And I don't think she will. No, I, I mean, so. I, unbelievable. I cannot 
I don't I don't know how then, anybody can go through so many years of that. Um and then come out strong and yeah. I praise you for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, as for the social security number where she has bills in your name, or I would look into possibly having your social security number changed. Um, and, and I'm sure you meet the criteria to yeah. <laughs> ha- like have criteria. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm the grammar police. Oh my god! Criteria. Um, have it changed. Um, Pat on the back. I would definitely look into, you know, getting it changed or finding out what you can do to As get well, that stuff. As well, get a lawyer because yeah, yeah. Get that's that stuff. fraud. Yeah. Absolutely, that's name. fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a relative who, when she turned 18, found out that she was thousands and thousands of dollars in debt because her mother had used her SSN to rack up credit cards I don't understand how someone can take out a credit card before the person's 18 when they use their social security number. Because as a parent or guardian, you can take out a card on their name. I don't know. There's got to be. You can even set up a bank. You have to sign. Well, that makes sense. But setting up a credit card in a minor's name doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense, but. I mean, people do it. Obviously, it happens. Well, I mean, basically. You've got all these scam artists out there. So for us that are the honest, clearly we don't understand how they could do it. How, how there's got to be, obviously it's fraudulent. Yeah. Um, and uh, it makes me actually not, it makes me want <clears throat> to check my daughter's SSN because we had a living situation at one point where I found it odd, but I hadn't rented many places. I, I lived in my, I think, second rental for 16 years, and then I moved here. So I hadn't even filled out a, a landlord-tenant uh, application in many, many years and was being asked on this app for any and all people in the house, including children. And yeah, I'm, that's sketchy. Yeah, and my daughter was two weeks old at the time. And because that, like, what does she have? Like, what does she have anything to do with? Exactly. Except that she's living there. <laughs> and, but mind you, I was like green behind the ears and, and just not awake enough to be like, to realize. Uh, hell yeah. no. Yeah. So I've been saying for years, you know, I got to look into that. I got to look into that. And I'm well, sure you can call in and see, make sure that there's nothing on her. I, yeah. You could probably call Social Security and, or, and ask them, be like, who do I talk to to find out if there's, I was in this situation, somebody has my daughter's social security number. To make sure to that make, nothing. I want to make sure there's nothing in her name. She's only eight. Right. And I didn't do anything with her, her right. name. Yeah, just to be in the clear. But uh, back to the sexual assault with Rachel and and then just the beatings, like when she said in that in that one point, you know, that just as she would do this just as long as she didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. Like, really, that's what your choices boil down to. How can grown ass people do that? And then she's mentioning a police officer who should be arresting people for doing things like this. Yet he's doing that in his own home. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? So, of course, I can understand maybe she probably had 
you know, trust in anyone. Right. And right. How if her if he is a police officer, how is she supposed to reach out to the police to report the foster parents sure. in her care? Because th- yeah. this is all she's ever known. And like if yeah. you look at movies, I mean, I know they're movies, but like in movies, when you got a crooked cop. The, he can't do no wrong. Yeah, right. usually if Police you reach eyes, out to the, yeah. like, their Yeah, normally team. he's the shining star yeah. of the right. squad or something like yeah. that. And they tend to not believe the person right. or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. Well, to get on to a lighter note, I'll read one of my stories. This is from Beth, and she's from South Carolina. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. <laughs> All right. I have four kids. And was out for a walk with a new friend on a beautiful day. My older kids rode their bike on the path while I watched my 18-month-old daughter. I saw that my daughter had her head buried in something and was lovingly petting an object close to her face. Aww. (laughs) Just wait. Oh. (laughs) When I got closer, I saw it was a detached squirrel tail. What the hell? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it had clearly just came off a dead squirrel. Oh, my God. With part of the squirrel still attached. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, uh, understatement. <laughs> Although the squirrel's tail was soft, there's no knowing what germs are <laughs> present, but that's hard to explain to your young daughter. I got lucky rabbit's foot on a keychain. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. Yes, it's already been to the taxidermy. <laughs> I was forced to wrestle with my daughter to remove her from her new favorite toy (laughs) as my daughter cried and screamed, all while my new friend looked on, not precisely the outing I had planned. No. uh, Did you say she had her head stuck in a hole? No! (laughs) (laughs) Why would it be stuck in a hole? I don't know. My hearing is going. (laughs) Clearly. I'm the old one. (laughs) Well, okay, what... (laughs) She was on a walk. The child was in the stroller. I don't know if she was... They were in the park, and I know she was walking, so I don't know if she was in the stroller at that point, or she was out, because she's 18 months. I may or may not be drinking. So she she could be walking at that point. So I don't know if she took her out and let her play, or she's in the stroller, and my guess maybe from the tree it may have fell in there. Somehow she got... That's my question. How did she end up with it? So I don't know. Did she... Was she quick enough to get that little bastard and yank it still off herself? <laughs> Killing squirrels out here? I mean, you know, I go and feed squirrels on my walks with the peanuts, oh, and some gosh. of them take them from my hands, and I've tried to pet them, but they're quick little bastards. But maybe this 18-year-old's got some superpowers. 18 months. What did I say? Here? I'm stuck on Rachel's story. Something about 18 over there, wasn't there? 18... Well, I don't know. 18 months. 18 and a life. We got it. And this is like a new friend that she went out with, too. So, like, this is how you're well, being. <laughs> it's a good story, though. <laughs> it's it's hysterical. It's um a little um, gross. It's very weird. Um, but, it, but can we just um focus on that your daughter, Brayden, would be that person? <laughs> yeah, she would be that person. And she'd want to keep it. Yeah, she, she would. would want me to sew elastic to it so she, <laughs> she could, could wear, wear it outside. Be a squirrel. Yes. God. Um, so, I can picture that. So, <laughs> I know it's, it's not the same yes. thing, but when I was, like, four, 
Let's get um, her ears, Mom. <laughs> We went to a pig roast, a family pig roast, and I made my mom take the head home. Like, ew, we had it. made her. Yes, because I was sad that the pig died, and she had it in, they had it in the refrigerator, and every morning. Like, that was going to do anything by saving the head. Every morning, I would go to check to make sure it was still there. That's scary. And my mom said it started to smell, so they had to throw it out. And they, like, told me that it must have went to pick heaven. (laughs) Well, that reminds me of the first first time I've had lobster. My dad got lobster from Maine. And, you know, you have to boil them. And they scream. Yeah, they scream. And I was so mortified. And I was like, oh, no. And then he, once I ate it, I was like, go throw another one in. <laughs> <laughs> they are good little suckers. Oh, yeah. For me sea, sure. Me and seafood? Mm, uh, I will fight you. Yeah. Oh, that's the one food I do not share on my plate. You can oh. reach over and grab my fries. Give me a taste of my burger. My, my appetizer. You touch my lobster, you're losing a freaking hand. Mm-hmm. Dead serious. I don't think I've ever had lobster. What? what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> you concentrated really hard on Because she didn't button. know which button it was. She's like, which one, which one, which one? Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> I will kill. Here we go. Um, I like <laughs> crab legs. Yeah. Yes. I like crab legs, too. And clams. But and I scallops. I like scallops. scallops. Shrimp. I do not like clams. Like my daughter shrimp. dogs some clams. I got a video of her, yeah. like, like she was in the Guinness Book of World Records or something. I was like, uh, you can slow down. Yeah. Um, it's, well, Jacqueline, she used to like them, and now day. she don't. But <laughs> yes. she would, I couldn't believe how much at that Chinese restaurant that we go to. Oh, right, I yeah. couldn't believe how many freaking, we call them baby clams. That's what she calls the place. She says, the baby clams, please. <laughs> but she had, like, like, I want to say, like, three dozen. Like, I don't even know where she put, yeah, put it. Yeah, Brayden can put down quite a few, too. And, all, well, that same night. I they they put, do it every... I could put down a lot. Yeah. Well, I... I could put down a lot at the Chinese Then let's, let's go. We should right. do and a have girls' a con- night at the contest. Chinese <laughs> Who can I definitely cannot eat the most, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's between you The two. problem is we need somebody to pay for the lobster because that's just... That's true. It, if anyone is willing to donate to our cause, <laughs> you are more than welcome to. You can Which, reach me at the Monster Squad at Outlook.com. <laughs> Wait, but the, uh, who of the Monster Squad, which member of the Monster Squad do you think can eat the most lobster in one sitting? I've never had it, so I can't tell you. Who in the Monster Squad do you think can eat the most clams in one sitting? Not me. I don't think like Abby all day long. I know. I, I don't like clams. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the lobster. We'll, we'll empty the whole thing and be like, you gotta cook some more. Crab legs. <laughs> Abby's birthday is coming up next week. Maybe that can be your charitable event on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Support Becky. Go fund me. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Jen, I think you're next. Okay. We kind of derailed hard on that Always. one. Always. <laughs> that was, listen, um, what was her name? Do you recall? Beth? Beth. Let me double check. Yes, because yes, we both said, hi, Beth. Yes, Beth. Well, Beth, like thank you for sharing that. Again, like I like the spooky. I like the, the, the silly. I like I, 
the essays and the trigger ones, I, I, I know they're very real and relevant and need to be heard and, and shared just for your own, your own recovery. Yeah. Um, and for anybody else who's been through it. Right. No, they're not alone. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I think this has been a good mix of stories so far. We're kind of up and down with our emotions. And if you've listened to our previous podcast, you know, we pretty much make light of anything. Yeah. Okay. So this next story is, um, anonymous. Um, so it says, I thought I would only ever be an aunt to my seven nieces and three nephews. I always wanted to be a mom. It just never happened. I guess I just accepted it. I was 44, I think, when an old friend and I got together. We had been friends for over 20 years. We decided to give a relationship a try. I wanted to try for a baby. He is six years older than me. We went through IVF. After a year of pills, hormones, needles, and one failed transfer, I got pregnant. Yay! Yay! My relationship with Jay, quote-unquote, was horrible. He was mentally and physically abusive. He was controlling and an alcoholic. I was so focused on everything (laughs) I had to do. I was thinking of a different F word, sorry. What? I was so focused. I was so fucked. Oh, my God. Sometimes raunchy moms, and you guys are shushing me like you go to church. Bullshit. (laughs) I was so focused on everything I had to do for my baby, I just let it go. Finally, I left him at seven and a half months pregnant. I had the most amazing pregnancy. I delivered by C-section my sweet baby girl. She is the one true love of my life. I was 47 when I delivered her. I'm 49 now. She will be two in on October 30th. Oh, Halloween, baby. Jay has now decided he wants full custody of her. Oh, hell no. I have taken care of her her entire life. Me, by myself. He financially takes care of us, but has never taken care of her. I will stop there because it just gets hard to write it, write it down. Please ask me whatever. I hope to reach moms in search of questions with IVF. Just hear for, from others. I can say I personally have no experience with IVF, nor do I know anybody personally that has. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, 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 no. Man w- wants custody now? That's, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And, and I can tell you that... Um, when it comes to, like, custody and child support, they are two completely different things. He can be paying and still not be allowed to see the baby um, for whatever reason. Or at least not have full yeah. custody. And 99.9% of courts will always side with the mother unless, for whatever reason, it the mother is um, abusive. abusive or drug addict or something like that. Yeah. So you really don't, I know it's, it's easier said than done, but I wouldn't, um, worry about don't him. Stress ta- it. Yeah. Don't stress Especially it. Especially if he's an alcoholic and has abusive behavior. Yeah. 
That's the put in the And record. listen, bravo come. for you giving birth at 47. Um, <laughs> you know, here I've been, I'm not woe is me. I'm blessed. Anybody that's listened up to now that are like, shut up, bitch, you had your kid. Okay. <laughs> I know that. I It was all I've ever wanted was my little family. I got it. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm thankful. You know, better late than never. And it's really more of a joke for me about being the old one because yeah. I had to, They'll tell you I'm the most immature one because I <laughs> yep. I live life for the here and now. I live for today. But 47 and now 49 yeah. with a two-year-old. You got me beat. Um, there's, you know, the, these supposed people called they that they say it keeps you young. I don't know who the hell they are, but it doesn't. It, <laughs> it takes does not, energy. It, it takes every bit of freaking energy out of you. But... You go into mom mode, momster mode, and you get it done. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to you for finally having that beautiful little girl. And good luck to you. Um, Like Jennifer said, I don't think in a million years any judge in their right mind would give him custody after abandoning. Yeah. And even though he takes care of financially like that. Still doesn't have. Yeah, it doesn't. You still hold the responsibility. Did she say in that story he takes care financially? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said she said that he financially takes care of them. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, but I mean, you just want to show up into the kids' world at two. Granted, the mind is still being structured, and she could adapt easier now at two than at you know five or ten. But, but still, yeah, but he doesn't need to have custody of her. No, you had that chance to be a part of the journey, right. and and you stepped. Mm-hmm. So you want to step back in. You don't go full force saying, I want custody after no contact. Maybe, you know, baby steps, yeah. you no know, pun intended. And, you know, hey, can, I mean, are things cordial with the two of them? Like, mm-hmm. you know, she said, we can ask any questions. Are things cordial with the two of you? You know, so it sounds like no contact. You might be a little... That's the word I'm looking for. Um, wanna, so, my oldest is father. Um, when she was little and we had joint custody, she was little, like, I'd say, I want to say she was like four or five. She's 18 now. Um, but he, we lived two hours apart. So, I had the responsibility. It was in our agreement. I drove her there. And he would drive her home. Poor Jennifer. I We apologize for interrupting, uh-huh. but it happens every time. I'm just ignoring you. Um, it wasn't me that time. She started it. She being Abby. I wasn't even looking at her. I was looking at I you. I know. I get in trouble for Anyway, um, he actually, he would stoop so low just to make me drive to pick her up that the one time he called me and told me that... He was not bringing her back because I was abusing her. What? Yep. I was abusing her and this and that. And basically the whole reason he did it was because he knew I would go pick her up. So and he didn't I have to didn't, spend the gas or the I, time to do so. I, so. Well, he didn't drive. It was his his girlfriend would bring her. But I didn't, I didn't go pick her up. Um, my mom and dad ended up picking her up, but... I was like, I freaked out because 
even though I knew. Like, how dare you say that? Yeah. Just even because... though I knew it was just his. I mean, at the time, I was like 22 something. I don't know. Yeah. But I was like, seriously, like, you're telling me I abused my kid? Like, who are you? Right. Like, we had CPS called because of you because she came home with her entire thigh black and blue. What? What happened with that? Um, I don't know. She was, uh, she was like two, I think. And she was in daycare and she said to, in front of me and I was showed the daycare worker and she, the daycare worker said, oh, how'd you get that bruise? And she said, my daddy hit me Uh, and she was two. And so we, the daycare worker, she's like, I have to call CPS. I was like, that is fine. Right. That's fine, because they told me she fell, and this is what she's saying. I was like, I didn't think she yeah, just once, fell. Yeah, once somebody says something, like, mm-hmm. they indicate that they have to. Yeah, which so. is, which, mind you, is another thing that nowadays you, we need to teach our kids that you don't mess around with that stuff. Yeah, it's I, a serious thing. Like, I, if you're making a claim, you better I be know honest. And- somebody threw an avenue... Um, not right up close and personal, but I knew the a person that was related by marriage to a person whose child said, and I don't recall the story, whether it was sexual abuse or, or beating or whatever, but the father ended up being put in jail and awaited trial and was released with an ankle bracelet and was supposedly innocent. The child who was maybe between the ages of 11 and 13, let's say, if I'm remembering the story correctly, made it up. And we need to, you know, we need, there's so many things in this world nowadays that we need to teach our kids. But again, sorry, that was me. Shocker. Um, we're derailing again. We can talk about these things another time. Yeah. Um, but going back to her IVF, um, again, Abby, Jennifer, and myself, Becky, have had no personal experience with that or know anybody. I actually know people. Um, like super personal? or yes. yeah. uh, I called her Ann Eileen. Um, I mean, I'm still, she was a neighbor. Like Jacqueline is with you guys. Okay. You know, called yeah. your aunt, not really related. Anyway, she was having issues getting pregnant. I want to say she was like 39 or 40 when she got pregnant with, and she might not have been that old. Anyway. She, her and I were pregnant at the same time and she got pregnant through IVF and she actually had triplets. Um, yeah, that's the thing do. I hear about with IVF that you're yeah, having she multiples had, you're more, more often. She too. had triplets, um, which are the same, they're a month older than Gianna and, um, but I know they tried, I want to say it was like a year or two or even more. Yeah. Um. And this was their, like, last time. And then she ended up getting pregnant on her own with her fourth, like, a year or two later. Well, uh, the veterinarian that I currently go to for my pets, um, she actually, I I believe she tried IVF. That I don't know for sure, but I do know that she adopted. And either while the adoption process was going on or, like, literally as soon as she got that child, she got, got pregnant. pregnant with her own. Yes. That's funny. So, I mean, there's, you Is know, this recent? Is that why they brought in a new vet? Are oh, we talking about the same Yes, vet? yes, and no, not recent. Okay. Before she opened the, this practice. Okay. 
off-air conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if anybody, because I know this um, anonymous person was saying she is reaching other people who do have questions about IVF as well. So if anybody that's listening, you know, has questions about IVF or they're interested or, in maybe trying it themselves. And or not comments questions. on yeah. how to deal or what they went through. Yeah. Contact us yeah. and we can link you all yeah, together somehow. Yeah, we can somehow. get connected, yeah. Perfect. All right. Becky, you're next. <sighs> well, let's see what Abby has let me with now. We have a Diane from South Carolina. We live 300 plus miles from my parents, so our son only saw them twice a year at most. He did talk to them on the phone as much as a child under four could. My dad died three weeks before our son's fourth birthday. Oh. We were all at the funeral and our son sang Twinkle Twinkle to my dad as he quote unquote slept in the casket at the viewing. Several weeks later, I got my son up for preschool. He was extra tired. I asked him why he was tired and he said, I'm tired because I was up all night playing games with grandpa. Oh. There it is again. Ghost baby and games with grandpa. Yeah. Goosebumps on goosebumps. He went on to tell me they played Shoots and Ladders and Candyland, which we had at home. It made me cry both sad and happy tears. I asked him, next time grandpa stops by, please tell him I said hi. He promised he would, but the subject never came up again. I I just, I love stories like this. I just find it so interesting and intriguing. Um, Diane from South Carolina, you said that the subject never came up again. So you didn't bother to say, you know, a week later, hey. Well, I guess she didn't want to, like, pry. Well, I, I get that, too. But, I I mean, me, I'm Miss Curiosity Killed oh, the Cat. I would have been, hey, Brayden, yeah, <laughs> did you play games with Grandpa again last night? Like, it should be like. Maybe alone. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I don't want to talk right now. Eight years old. Well, that's screwed. so... It's, like, bittersweet because you're sad because he's gone. But, like, yeah. that your son connected with mm-hmm. him, one, like, one last time. Or or multiple times. And he just doesn't talk about it. I I just... I Again, I, re- I believe 110% in that stuff. I don't personally remember having any stories like that for myself as a kid and if anything you probably came the closest with my daughter about Uh, afterlife more so than I ever have yeah that was the one time where I was reading her story and she was talking about past lives and she's like I think this is my first time my first go around on earth like how she was talking about it I was like oh really is that like and we didn't like dabble deep into it but, you know, with children, you kind of, like, talk a little bit and let them go into it mm-hmm. and then just leave it alone unless they're more willing to share. But this reminds me of when I was little, I had an imaginary friend named Pat. Now, my middle, middle name is Patricia. So I'm named after my father's mother, who both of his parents passed away when he was in his teenage years. Um, and... I used to talk to Pat and whatever all the time. And my dad thinks it was his mom because his mom's nickname was Pat. So 
So it's like a bittersweet moment there too, him knowing that so I connected. So you didn't. But I don't. Did you remember. know? Did you know? Or can you recall? Did you know that what you had a middle name and that it was Patricia and that Patricia or Pat was short for Patricia? First of all. No, I was young. I didn't connect the dot. But at the same time, I don't remember the imaginary friend either. Right. Have you asked them now that you're an adult, like, stories that they remember to be able to tell you? I mean, I guess I could ask more deeper. I just remember my dad telling me later on in my teenage years that he remembers. So, pinging off this story with her saying, um, so I have the experience with my parents living 800 miles away. um, And I'm an only child. Brayden is... My husband does have a son from a previous relationship who's also 800 miles away and nine years older than my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that being said, you know, my mother, her only biological grandchild is my daughter. And at best, see them two times a year. We've been lucky enough to maybe get three or four in there once in a while, but not since COVID hit. Um but, you know, this woman, Diane from South Carolina states that, you know, he he passed away. And would you, would you please tell him I said hi? Yeah. So if, you know, your parents are still around, which they are, mm-hmm. I would take every if I could go back and sit and actually listen and pay attention to what my grandmother's had to say. Yeah. There's so many things that I want to ask that. That were already that were already given to me pretty much on a silver platter that I would just, you know, you're you're a kid, you're a teenager, you're whatever. So now that you're like this is bringing that memory up for you, I personally would go back and one of your next family events, you know, like at dinner, like have a serious sit down while the kids are at the kids table, be like, hey, let's talk about our childhood. Do you remember this? And then of course your brothers and sisters will lead it, or brother brothers and sister will lead into it as well. I have some stories that are like supernatural and whatever that that I experienced as a child that I remember, which we can talk about on a later time. But well, episode eleven will be coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, um, I was probably four, and my mom came outside, or she, I was playing on my dad's trailer because like you'd run to one side and it'd like teeter totter back and forth. <laughs> so I would run like back a and seesaw, forth. Like a but a trailer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, my mom said I was talking to someone, and she asked who I was talking to, and I told her, I was like, Mima, and she was like, what? And she said I looked at her like she had ten heads, like she couldn't see her, like I couldn't figure out why she was asking me, like, yeah, you're like, duh. Said, duh. <laughs> um, and then my daughter, Jacqueline, recently, um, um, well, it wasn't recently, my grandfather um, passed away in 2014, um, while I was pregnant with Jacqueline and my kids called him D dad. Now, Jacqueline never met him, nothing. And, um, (laughs) uh, she was riding, she was about a year and a half. No, she was probably like two. She was riding her little tricycle up and down our kitchen and talking. And I asked her who she was talking to. And she looked at me and was like, D dad, and she's never even met him. I actually have it on video because I... I want to see that video. I'm sure I probably already have. I just don't recall. Yeah. The story is. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Like maybe so, I heard it a week ago. Um, But she could point to a picture and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She, 
She could point to a picture and point him out and everything, and she never even met him. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess on to our last story of the episode. All right. <laughs> so, this is written in by Kathleen, who is the daughter, and she's writing about her mom, which her mom's name is Joan, and this is her mom shared this story with her daughter, so this is in the mom perspective. Got it. Um, and they're from Indiana. All right. So, when my mom was eight years old in 1938, the preacher at her church in Indiana made a surprise announcement. The person who brings the most people to church next Sunday will win a prize. Her mind raced around the word prize. What if they were giving away a doll? At recess the next day, she looked for someone to invite. A new girl in town, Joyce, seemed like a prospect. She wasted no time meeting her and asking her to come. The next day, she said she could go. She asked Joyce if she needed a ride. She said no. Joyce said no. Her parents would bring her. Sunday morning, my mom dressed hurriedly, eager to get to church and see her friend. Upon arrival, she had a delightful surprise. Not only Joyce, but also her parents and five brothers and sisters stood outside the church waiting. My mom could almost feel the doll's porcelain features under her fingertips. The preacher's sermon seemed to last forever. Finally, he closed his Bible and asked all the visitors to stand, introduce themselves, and tell who had brought them. Joyce's father said they were new in town and that my mom, Joan, uh, Joan, wow, sorry, Joan, was the first person to ask them to church. When asked to stand, she did so, blushing profusely. The, the preacher welcomed all the newcomers. She wiggled in her seat. No one had brought more than eight people, so the prize should be hers. But you can never tell with grown-ups. We thank our visitors for coming today, the preacher said. We commend every person who took the time to invite someone. One person has done more than what was expected. The Bible would say she has committed her work unto the Lord. Guilt overcame my mom. She hadn't thought about God when she asked Joyce to church. She only wanted the prize. Agreed. Yes. Joan, would you come up here, please? Said the preacher. She had one. The preacher nodded to someone at the back, and she almost clapped her hands to hurry them along. With her back turned, she was unable to see what has what was brought in. She began to suspect something was amiss when the boys on the front row began to snicker. Her excitement changed to horrified disbelief Excuse me, when the prize was set before her. The preacher laid a kind hand on her shoulder. Unfortunately, our prize probably isn't something a child dreams of winning, he said. He was right. Twenty-five pounds of flour had never entered her mind. The congregation laughed, and she made her way back to the pew. She said she wasn't crying, but wanted to. Understanding, Joyce squeezed her hand. My mother's parents couldn't afford to buy her a doll, but she got over that. More importantly, Joyce and her became best friends and stayed that way throughout school. 
They still live near each other and get together occasionally. When they do, they laugh about the pile of dough that brought them together. (laughs) So this is more so a story about friendship, ultimately, that resulted from initial greed from a child, which is understandable. Yeah, that's how children are. Right. Oh, I want that doll, I want that doll, I want that doll. And I mean... What she made up in her own mind. Right. Nobody uh, said there was going to be a doll. Right, right. (laughs) You know, and so she was eight. In 1938, so that means she was born in 1930. So the fact that her and this woman, Joyce, and she's are still, still friends in their, what, got to be 80s, 90s yeah. now? Uh, 90s. Yeah. Wow. 92. And they're still friends? 92. That I mean, that's amazing. Look at me with a quick math. Right? Way to go! Oh. You may or may not be drinking! <laughs> <laughs> and you still got it. Um, I mean, that's absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. I and they bonded a friendship out of her just wanting, wanting to wanting to win a dog. prize. And thank God that Joyce wasn't um, resentful over that, or maybe she didn't realize till many years after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh well, I like you now, so we're good. But you know, that actually brings me back to um, the friendship of one of those other stories that we were reading. With a squirrel tail, and I don't know that I stated it or not, was, and yes, I'm derailing, but about friendship, it brings me back to that, is, you know, it wasn't how your day wanted to go. Oh, with that. But if that individual, like, this kind of links all of it together, every story that we've heard, individuality Mm -hmm. is the bottom line and the key to our our world Mm -hmm. is individuals and how they act and how they treat one another. And if this woman that went with you on the walk for the, with the squirrel tail was any kind of human being whatsoever, she, (laughs) she would still be your friend and realize that unless your kid's a complete psycho and rip the tail (laughs) off. Which I don't think happened. I don't either, but unless her name is Brayden. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, yeah, I love, I love the friendship story. It is nice to hear of things like that. What'd you do with the 25 pounds of dough? Did you make lots of pizza? I don't know. Oh, 1938. I assume she probably gave it to her parents and they and made something. Like, that broke bread. That's, that's the, the Bible saying, you break in bread. Like, yeah, why was it flour? That was the prize. But I but mean, I'm back saying then. Was like, in 1938, was that like. Something cherished. Well, think bread? about it. I mean, well, she just mentioned break bread and it's breaking like a- bread. It was in a church setting, um, yeah. and there is again. I'm I'm not that religiously versed, and I do apologize for those that are. Um, I believe. Don't get me wrong, but that's what I think. In in the year 1938, that is a necessity. So you know that is a, a lot of people struggled to put food on the table. She said she had, uh, what, five brothers and sisters no, waiting. No, that uh, Yeah, that was Joyce that brought in. Um, but okay. she also no. said that her parents couldn't but afford to, to buy, buy a doll. So, yeah, so, I mean, if they can't afford a doll, they're barely affording to put food on the table. So yeah. that 25 pounds of flour helped so bake yeah. many things in, in that point in time, which yeah. we take for extreme advantage these days. Oh, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I thank you, everyone, for writing in. 
continue to do so. Feel free to rewrite if we've asked you any questions and you care to share any deeper. Again, we can't promise that all stories are going to be read um, as, you know, we grow here with the Momster Squad and our upcoming uh, episodes for hopefully an eternity to come. Yeah. And we enjoy it. <laughs> Whether you do or not, we do. Right. Um, we love us. You should too. <laughs> that being said, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get more frequent with reading the emails as it yeah. stands right we'll now. See. Keep in mind every fifth episode, get those stories in. And Abby, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can do that? All right. So with your stories, or if you have any topics as well that you want us to talk about, you can reach us, um, email us at themomstersquad at outlook.com. In the title, you can put topic or mom story. And then as you write the story, also let us know if you would like to remain anonymous or put, make sure you put Or as Jennifer name. says, anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, or as well, put your name and where you're from, because we like to know where our listeners are listening from as well. Um, you can also follow us on our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, The Monster Squad, or at Monster Squad, and then on Insta, Graham. Graham. I mean, Graham. <laughs> the underscore Monster underscore Squad. And then be on the lookout soon. We will be on YouTube and TikTok. Woo-hoo! We will release that information as soon as that happens. But as always, thank you for listening to The, the Mobster, Mobster Squad. Squad.